Hooray Run Podcast Episode 19. Josh Comrade joins me in conversation. Josh K, a Hope College cross country and track teammate of mine, a man of many miles. He logged a 1,300 mile summer in 2013, had a crazy diet. Josh was a key part of the Boots 5K episode I did with Zach Zanbergen. I get Josh's take on that Boots 5K day, September 2nd, 2017. Josh is still running quite a bit. I learn why and pick his brain a little bit. It's a good conversation. We met up in Holland, window on the waterfront. We battled a lot of bugs during this conversation, then went on a run, then devoured Jimmy John's. Conversation coming right up, but before we get to it, as always, my friend Mikey, a.k.a. Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud. Mikey, you gotta drop that beat for us. I am here with Josh Comrade, Josh K. This is this is great. We are at a window on the waterfront, out in nature. A little buggy out here, but uh, we're gonna get talking here a little bit. If you if you know Josh K, I know I don't have a gigantic audience at the moment, but Josh K was a huge part of the Boots 5K podcast that I did with Zach Zanbergen. Listen to that one if you got to get a refresher. But Josh K, unsung hero of that September 2nd, 2017 day when Zach Zanbergen lost a bet, or I hit a shot, I hit a basketball shot that made Zach run 5K of this cross-country courts. This is a great episode, not to toot my own podcast horn, but go listen to that one. Josh K, I'm going to get his take on the Boots 5K, and I just have questions for Josh K because he is just like in hope folklore in terms of running alumni, just mileage-wise, diet-wise. I had a question to Zach on the Boots 5K podcast about if Josh K ever did a quadruple in one day, meaning four runs in one day. So what'd you run this morning? You ran 4.3 this morning. You're going to go run with me. You're still doing doubles. What's the deal with this, Josh K? <laughs> yeah, no, my parents just wanted me to, uh, or I just, um, my parents were going for a short bike ride and so yeah. just went for a jog <laughs> with them. <laughs> Laced up the shoes, the Brook, Brook Launch? Brooks Launch 5. Brooks Launch 5. Um, that's the shoe Josh is sporting right now. And he's, <laughs> you've been sporting the launch since what year? 20? 2011 or 2012. Okay. How many pairs deep are you now? Brooks launch. About 25. <laughs> Plus or minus one. And there's been five models. <laughs> yep. Five models of the launch. BBZ, Brian Van Zanten, our, our assistant coach at Hope cross country. He kind of ran the shoe deals. We got some good discounts being athletes, so Nike, Brooks, whatever. BBZ would handle the shoe orders. Would you? You just talked to me when we were catching up here. What was your last order from BBZ? Yeah, so typical year I'd order like three to five to get me through the year, and then uh, last year I knew I wasn't getting the discount anymore, so I picked up ten pairs that lasted me <laughs> through the first couple years of grad school. <laughs> ten pairs, one order. Six hundred and thirty dollars. Six thirty, so sixty-three bucks a pop for those Brook Launch. Yeah, Brooks well, Launch. Was, what number were those? That was five pairs of Brooks Launch, and I was alternating with the Pure Flow twos at that point. Okay, okay. <laughs> right now you're wearing the fives. Yep. Okay. Okay. 
And you mentioned grad school, so you went from Hope, graduated in 2014, then went to Michigan. Just talk about what you're doing there, what you did there, schooling-wise. What did you do after Hope then? Uh, Starting year five of uh, chemistry PhD at University of Michigan. Yep. How's that been? Good. It's been, yeah, well-established there now and uh, just enjoying the life. How many years are you doing it? This is year five? Yeah, should be should be done within a year or two. Okay. It's usually about five or six year program. So. Okay. Just crushing it, I know. <laughs> I know you, Josh K., you're crushing it there. And you're part of the running club, right? Yep, M-Run. How many, M-Run? Is that yeah. what it's called? Okay. How many people are part of that club? Uh, a couple hundred, actually. Wow. It's like, I think it's the largest club on campus. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Still getting some shoe discounts. Yep. Okay. Only 15%. <laughs> Not 30%. Something. <laughs> it's a chunk off there. That's good. The Brooks launcher still not full retail for Josh K. That's awesome news. And how often are you running now? I mean, that's a just straight up. How, how often are you running? Are you logging miles still? Yeah, I'm picking up like 8 to 10 runs a week, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. So more than one a day on average. <laughs> yeah. What's the mileage about? Uh, like the last week or two, I think I've been traveling a lot, so it's been down like around 50, but okay. I was, the last year or two, I've been pretty consistently holding like 60s, 70s. Good golly. I'll be real with you, man. I was just, I think about college running quite a bit, just reflect on, on kind of what I'm running now compared to what I was doing. I'm like, how was I running? 70 was my sweet spot. I know yours was yeah. a little higher. <laughs> uh, but 70 was my sweet spot. Could just pump that out every week and now i just think how did i run 70 miles just consistently and kind of easily it's weird now that you say you you're you're still putting (laughs) some 60 70 mile weeks oh my gosh so because we were just looking at your log too you had a photo on your phone uh uh, that was summer going into senior year yeah 2013 2013. how many straight 100 mile weeks seven seven straight 100 mile weeks you had 111.7 (laughs) <laughs> Gotta have the points with Josh Gate. 111.7 mile a week. That's your that's your PR yeah, mileage yeah, in a oh week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What were you doing 2012? Was it a big jump from what you were doing 2012? 2012 was the big jump. Okay. 2012, I think I hit 90. Okay. But the year I hadn't done more than 55 before that. Jeez. What, do you remember the switch that went on within you? What made you? Was it just improvement? Wanted to see what high mileage would do? Do you remember the moment where you just thought, I'm going to start running a lot, a lot of mileage? There, Yeah, kind of. Okay. So, um, it was winter of sophomore year. I think my highest mileage was 55, okay. maybe that winter. And I was consistently like 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. And I could never really get over that. Um, and I was focusing on, sc- I mean, I was, that was freshman, sophomore year of college, so I was focusing on school and just, um, I remember it actually was, there was a conversation I had with Tim Lewis mm-hmm. after some event in like February, that would have been 2012. And we just had this, like, long conversation about running. Mm -hmm. And he, 
like whenever I had tried to get over like 40 to 50 miles a week, I had always like had injury issues, either like IT bands or just something would start bothering me. Yeah. Um, and so that conversation, we like dug into like just a bunch of different things about like what my running was like and trying to brainstorm on how to get past some of those things. And we had some ideas and I remember after that conversation just being like, feeling like there was um I guess it was like I it felt like the working hard and the running was like a good ministry opportunity in the sense of like being able to um even just like being able to keep up with the rest of the team at practice and mm-hmm. like have the kind of conversations that go on when people run and just really good conversations yeah. Um, and I remember feeling like God was telling me, like, not to, like, stop working on school, but, like, take a step of faith, like, dig into the running, and that, like, he'll take care of school. And, like, mm. obviously keep studying and working hard, but, like, trust that it'll, I can I can do it, I guess. Right. And so I remember I started doing some doubles, and as soon as I started doing doubles... <laughs> I realized that I felt better doing doubles than when I wasn't doing doubles and that I would get less injured if I was doing shakeouts in between harder runs than doing nothing at all. Okay. And that was a big turning point. There was a few big turning points. That was one of them. That realization that doubles The realization that doing a three-mile shakeout made me feel better than doing nothing at all. Okay. Um, That opened the door for a lot of miles. It sure did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I got some key, a number of people on the team gave me some, like, exercises and just various things to get past the various injuries and things that were bothering me. Okay. And then, like, w- most of the barriers were removed, and I think I had, like, 65-mile week over spring break mm-hmm. and felt it. I remember, like, even the first the first couple of weeks of over, like, 55 were, like, really just brutal. Yeah. And, like, I was just exhausted. And then... Like, that summer happened, and I started, there was somebody in one of my classes that wanted to run with me, mm-hmm. uh, or wanted to start running, and so we started doing morning runs every weekday, just like oh. two, three miles. Oh, yeah. And then I was doing regular runs in the afternoon, and okay. at 12 runs a week, I just hit 90 miles, like, <laughs> it like happened like faster than I could... Like, that summer went from 65 to 90, and I was okay. shocked at the end of that summer because I was thinking it was going to be, like, 70 tops. And right. then halfway through the summer, I was at 90, and I was like, oh, shoot. All right, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you see 90 in the log. Once you see that, and then, it's just go time. You yeah, and then I showed up then. to camp that fall and, like, I was a totally different runner than everyone knew me as the yep. spring before that. Yep, yep. <laughs> Oh, PR'd yeah. by like 30 seconds in the time tr- or was it 30 I thought it was even more well I had so the first uh, my first 80 mile week was like late June of that would have been 2012 and then okay. I did uh, Zealand Zoom mm. the Tuesday after the end of that first 80 mile week and PR'd by like 30 seconds <laughs> and I was like I did not think it was going to be like I was exhausted because I had been building mileage for the last month I hadn't done any workouts since April 
<laughs> and I was like, if I break 19, this will be a good day. And just like showed up to the race, like didn't really get a good warm up. Like just, I remember coming down the last stretch being like, oh, I hope I'm under 19. And then I saw the <laughs> clock and it was 17. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, the course must be short or something. But then like. But you got your GPS on. I don't even Did think you? I had it. No, but I like, it was all on the road. So it like mapped out fine. And Okay. Then it was consistent Accurate. with what I was running. And then in the fall, I PR'd by another 30 seconds. So, <laughs> <laughs> What'd you run at that time trial? Uh, it was like 17, 16. Yeah. But that course is a little short. That buys. That trial course has yeah. to be a little short. Yeah. And it's perfectly flat. It is. A little bit of rolling. That's just yeah. good for acceleration in different oh, parts. Yeah. yeah, so... Because this isn't an indictment on you, Josh K, but not not the quickest feet, not not no. the fastest speed wise, and I remember, yeah, like under seventeen thirty, I was pumped up because I was like, I, I mean, if you're under seventeen, like you're showing some speed there too, like that's that's a good five k time. I'm like, he's got a little bit of wheels now, and it, it never was like he didn't end up being like the fastest on the track or anything. But did you feel like that? up in that mileage just gave you a certain edge for your skill set because you knew you weren't going to be winning 200 meter repeats or anything or even 400s but you knew you could with the that mileage advantage that was key for you and just your running build and like your skill set with running yeah i always ran my best workouts at high mileage or like yeah when i would be i'd be at, yeah when i was at 100 miles a week i would run like some of the fastest 200s i'd ever ran okay just how my body adapted like, once yeah i mean getting there obviously was hard but like after yeah. like two or three weeks after my mileage would stabilize no matter how high it was it would just start feeling amazing okay like and then i'd come down and i wouldn't feel like yeah. i wouldn't even feel as good after coming down okay i'd just like because i would basically do it would almost feel like every repeat was almost all out, but I wouldn't yeah. get tired. <laughs> wow. You're just this engine, this machine that I was like, he needs to run ultra marathons because he can just go at this pace forever. <laughs> Seemingly so. Um, so that was always a thought of mine. I was like, I mean, marathon or just getting up on that tougher terrain, like ultras, trails long distances yeah yeah are you still thinking about it maybe i did a trail run i got recruited for a relay okay like long mileage yeah well it wasn't they didn't have enough people so i picked up a bunch of extra legs and then it ended up being like 35 miles in 20 hours Mm. um split over the five legs so it wasn't like a continuous ultra but okay okay like that couple hours rest i would like feel fresh after like oh yeah just, every couple hours it'd just be like every two hour break and then another five or ten miles and just ready to roll again just it felt like doing like a whole week condensed down into just a long day okay <laughs> that was fun sure. it was raining like the whole time <laughs> so i just like throw back on it's just like soggy t-shirt and oh the soggy tea because <laughs> it'd still be downpour and then it was dark and muddy and okay. yeah 
dirt roads. Are you using in. a headlamp at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yo. <laughs> On that Boots 5K podcast, again, I brought up the question of has Josh K ever did a quad four <laughs> runs in a day? And in the email leading up to this here, you said, I don't remember doing any legitimate quads in training, but I had some, and this is you saying this, but I had some 16 to 20 mile meet days where I'd run the 10K and then join on two to five warm-ups <laughs> and cool-downs of a couple miles each throughout the day. Had a half an hour between runs. I wasn't sure what to call that. <laughs> and then summer 2013, you had a three-month three month streak of doubles. You said rarely close together, three-plus miles each. So three-month streak of doubles the you never so you never deliberately did four run like i'm gonna run morning late morning early afternoon evening there wasn't any no. set i'm gonna do a quad today no okay but there were yeah with the warm-up set events or meets with your different events you are running segmentedly That's yeah those were weird but, days cause yeah it'd be like, with warm-up cool downs and then the race 10k be the first event so it'd be like two mile warm-up yeah 10k two mile cool down and then 1500 people would be warming up another two mile warm up watch mm-hmm. them race two mile cool down yeah yeah take a two hour nap get up for the <laughs> 800 cool down with the 800 people warm up with the 5k mm-hmm. cool down with the 5k <laughs> <laughs> probably like nine runs if you really yeah broke it down into 20 each. miles total yeah yeah <laughs> but in the summer had some triples a couple triples yeah triples that's my that must never have been intentionally what I okay yeah, that that's must, must have been what I remembered coming home from Saginaw or going to Holland from Saginaw for a weekend, see you guys, run with you a little bit. Because I remember there was... I just I couldn't remember, remember if it was a quad or like a set triple that you did. must have been a triple. Yeah, it'd just be... Just still fin- nutty. Finish the double and then somebody would be like, you want to run? It's right, like, well, that's that's exactly what I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, you need someone to run with. You said... Uh, <laughs> Why not? I can. It's only five miles. I can do five less miles tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> And then you said you, you told Sam, Sam Peterson, oh yeah, at the beginning of the summer 2013 that you'd pay him a dollar for every day you didn't run before and after summer research, and you <laughs> yep. ended up owing him zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Love that. I needed. The, I wanted something to make me sure I got up at 6:15 every morning because mm-hmm. I had research at eight that summer. Okay, and I was hoping to do five miles a day before research and then wow. get the main run in afterwards okay okay so i had to be up at six fifteen, and that was not always the easiest thing especially if <laughs> didn't get to bed early enough <laughs> definitely some days that i got to bed at like one or two after something and then oh my goodness alarm goes off and it's like uh so you're talking like four four and a half five hours yeah. sleep yeah yeah you're 111 mile week, 111.7. Coach Nordice Nordy said, "Don't go over 110. <laughs> don't do 100. Don't do more than 110 miles in one week, Josh K. You do 111.7. Why'd you do that? What, what happened? You went a couple more long runs with some folks. Is that were, that uh, I was at 85 through Friday. I do <laughs> Sunday to Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, um, I had told two different people I'd 
run with them uh, that Saturday, and I wasn't even worried. I didn't even hadn't even occurred to me I'd be have to actually think about 110 as a limit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then next thing I knew, I had um, the first run was with Matt Hughes, and it was um, we were doing a long run, and we had a tempo in there as part of uh, Nordy's uh, VO2 Max study. Yes. And three mile tempo. Three mile tempo. It was supposed to be in the morning, and then uh, Katie, who was on the team, and one of his students had to push it back to like five or five thirty p.m. Yep. Last minute. Last minute. Last minute pushback. And then I had already told uh, Sharon that I would do her long run with her and Rachel at uh, in the like later in the evening. Yep. And then they ended up wanting to do thirteen. <laughs> And then <laughs> the next thing I knew, I'm like, oh, wait, that's not 111. Um, wait, so that day you went what? How many total? 26. I think I got 26.2 because I had never done a marathon. And I was like, <laughs> if I'm doing 26, I'm doing 26.2. <laughs> so that's how it got to 0.7 because you would have been 0.5. Yeah, it must have been 85.5 before that. Okay. But you said at the end of that second long run. With Sharon and Rachel, you were drinking from yard sprinklers. Yeah, it was probably back. it was probably like eighty degrees at okay. ten p.m. I don't remember, but it was. You had a you had a bout of of diarrhea too. Yep. We uh, I think we I emailed you back. I said something about. Oh yeah. I said, dude, you had some memorable poop stops. <laughs> Carried the toilet paper in your shorts. That was common, right? <laughs> You'd have at least if, if I you was felt to... you knew what you ate before or something. Yeah, or if I knew the route we were going on didn't have any porta potties. That's right. Yep. <laughs> the logistics of the course, because I remember multiple times you'd have you'd be stocked in your shorts with <laughs> paper. I think I used some of yours at some point. Because you know I wasn't, I wasn't a a stranger to those stop and poop on the runs. I had to take many a break. I think Zach talked about that a little bit on our Boots 5K Yo, podcast, too. Zach was a regular. Yeah, not rare. Not rare. Um, and that was, yeah, that was <laughs> just another one of your little quirks, I guess you could say. I remember um, your meals, too, at Phelps were a thing of legend, too. Pretty pretty set in those. Like, you knew what you are going to eat. You got three plates stock full I mean just chock full of whatever your drinks were all I feel like it was all in a routine was it was dinner like post practice always kind of routine in terms of what you had uh I guess you ate a lot man yeah it was you did <laughs> I mean maybe principle more than routine because okay. the, the options are different every day mm, mm-hmm. so it's not like eating the same thing every day but like there there are goals in terms of like got to start with uh what normally start with a good amount of water and some fruit and then salad or some kind of light work into the vegetables and mm-hmm. the uh pasta or grains and then finish off with whatever meat items and then uh usually wash it down with a bowl of cereal <laughs> the seaski do cereal yeah i feel like what was your cere- go-to cereal was it like <sighs> Mini wheats. Oh, mini wheats. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't that Kashi. Sometimes. Oh yeah, the Kashi. That was mm-hmm. yeah. When they had that. Yep. That was a regular. 
<laughs> what was the milk to go with the cereal? Uh, I usually do rice milk. Rice milk. Lactose intolerance, so. Okay. Yes. Cereal, I felt like, I think cereal was last because I felt like even if I was full, I could usually eat cereal. Mm-hmm. Like, it just goes down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I knew I had to make it on meal plan, and I'd, unless I wanted to buy food, I got to make it till the next morning. So, <laughs> it's like 6 p.m., and I make it till the next morning is like 3,000 calories. Golly. <laughs> so, got to pack in as much as much as you can, get your money's worth. Keep the and weight you absolutely up. did. did. <laughs> Got to keep the weight up <laughs> at 90 miles a week. <laughs> the three-month streak of doubles, were you aware of that while, while it was happening? Was there something in you that some of those mornings or some of those days you knew you had to do a double? Was there a streak that was you needed to attend to, or was it just like I'm not s- too important? Or was it? Well, the summer before mind? that, I was doing 12 runs a week most okay. of the summer. Mm-hmm. And just because I do the short runs every morning for research and then run every day, do a main run every day. Yeah. And then I just felt like the more I was running, the better I was doing. Okay. And so that summer, I think I was just like, I should just run twice a day. Yeah. Like as long as I have the time, unless, as long as I'm not injured, I should just run twice a day. And so then <laughs> I think might that as well. We had done, I had done a couple day, like, backpacking trip at the beginning of that summer, right around the end of my break time after track. And then mm-hmm. I remember that was the week I wanted to get back. And so we got back from, like, a 15-mile hike or something, and then I just did, like, a couple-mile jog just to, like, that night. Yeah. And that was my first run back. And then the next 90 to 100 days was doubles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Until camp. Until cross camp. And then I knew I wouldn't be able to hold it during the semester. So I dropped back to 10 or 11 runs a week, I think. Okay. I'm going to read this string of weeks right here. This is 2013. Got your log on this photo on your phone. So 95, 105. This is consecutive weeks. 95, 105, 93.5, 111.7, 1015, 1015, 105, 102, 105, 103, then camp. Yeah. Yeah. Good golly. An injury-free the entire summer. Yep. Uh, or at least major injury like okay something was always like I, I think I would like I would use like the minor things as barometers on how hard to push yeah and so it would always be like okay feels good and then pick it up just a little and something <clears throat> would bother me a little bit and then back it off just a little bit okay um just to monitor that but never like never had to well there's three months streak of doubles so yeah three months streak of doubles <laughs> A lot of running. <laughs> and what would Never it be during season then, with with class, with extracurriculars uh, and more practice? Like seventies, eighties. Okay. I think. Yeah, okay. probably high seventies, low eighties most of the time. Okay. Sure thing. That's about as much as I could hold with the class schedules, which were usually 
Yeah. Yeah. Solid amount of work. You did well prioritizing <laughs> academics. Important indeed. Spent a lot of time in the library. Well, especially when you're year five of a chemistry PhD at the University of Michigan. <laughs> Got a good handle on that. And segue to final portion of this conversation. We gotta get running. So it's after 7.30 now. Bugs all around us still. We are doing a great job weathering the bug storm here. But Boots 5K, just want your take. You said in this email too, um, this is your words again. As for what was inside my head surrounding your three-point shot, honestly it was a bit selfish because I had run out of people looking for cool-down buddies and was hoping for more miles. So when they started making running bets... I felt kind of bad for Zach, but I kept hoping someone's shot would go in so I'd get to go on another run with someone. <laughs> this was September 2nd, 2017, again when Zach ran the Boots 5K with Josh K. Although, Josh K., you were in much more desirable running attire than Zach. Oh, yeah. uh, you said there was no hesitation because you love supporting runners. Yes, you do. There's no way you were missing out on getting to run with a friend. And then from your prayer journal that night, you said, "Thank you that Jimmer made. <laughs> Thank you that Jimmer made a 45-ish foot shot that had a bet on it that Zach would have to run the 5K course. Otherwise, I would have hardly gotten any mileage in today. Because <laughs> we talked about that on the podcast, Zach and I did about what we thought was going through your head. And I said it. I said, I, I honestly, a like he wants to get more mileage in, and b he's just got that supportive heart." He wants to go support you throughout that 5K, not leave you on your own through the wilderness on a tough-to-navigate course, some undulating terrain, not the not the smoothest footing. So I'm I'm sure we nailed that. So that was what was going through your head. You wanted you wanted me to make it. You wanted Noah to hit a shot. You wanted one of us to hit a shot that made Someone. that made another person go running on the course so you could tack on the mileage. <laughs> and again, I remember that day the when I pulled up. To Ridge Point, first person I see running is you <laughs> running around the parking. I'm like, hey Josh, like what's up, Jimmer? Getting that morning mileage in, eh? Like, yeah, still logging it. So, your your perspective of Boots 5K. I mean, Zach Zach held his own. He did well. He did oh, well. Yeah. And you impressed. were you had the mileage on it. We knew it was 3.1, Josh K GPS. 25, 29.2. <laughs> Always got the points in there. Down to the tenth of a second. Points of mileage. So, how were you feeling during that 5K? Was that just kind of a easy run beside Zach? Because he I mean, wanted to log the miles and support a friend? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I mean, it was yeah. a good conversation. That was Good catching up with him, too. He said the highlight of the day. Yeah. <laughs> He said on the previous pod, he said, it was just, I said, did you talk much with Josh? Or was it, he said, oh yeah, we just, he's like, I hadn't seen Josh in a while, so we just caught up on the run, and it was great. Oh, I, love, I love catching up on runs. Yeah. He took a couple breaks during that run. He had yep. to pee once, maybe adjust the boots, something. Yep. Oh, the untied, I think. little gardener snake. Well, yeah. We were, yeah, you were debating whether it was a gardener snake. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't quite sure on the previous pod. I don't remember. But you said it wasn't big enough to make you nervous. Not, or at least not just, like, jumping over it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, this is going to come, like, kill me. <laughs> but it wasn't small either. <laughs> so he, so Zach didn't walk at all. He, he made it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're the witness Yo. to the entire run. No, it was a, it was clean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> clean 5K, he totally consented to the lost bet. I drained that shot. I was so happy. <laughs> Noah, Frank, and I just like <laughs> laughing in his face, and then we got Josh K. Hey, man, I'll go running with you. Right when I hit the shot, and he was already like halfway to the start line, he said, "Hey, I'm going with you." And I was like, "That's fine," because I was in charge of the the punishment. But I thought, yeah, he could use Josh K. Out there. <laughs> Tag along. Oh, I mean, with I him. love going to meets and just running with people, mm-hmm. cheering, just. Get into as many spots on the course as possible. <laughs> like, plan it out. Run run faster than the runners to get to the next spot. Oh, yeah. Know. You're the course meister. You, were you going with uh, Morellis that day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, we were all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, can we make it to the back before, before they get there? <laughs> we'll, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> Just have to run a three-minute 800 to get there. But... <laughs> What else are we going to do? Speed work in for the day. Yo. Yeah. I think it's easier to run fast when you have a, like, something so explicit as the destination or the, like, goal. Mm-hmm. Even more than just, like, oh, got to beat my own time. It's, like, right. got to get there before. Yep. Like, <laughs> I think the, the most motivating thing to me was always, like, supporting the team. Mm-hmm. And so... Like, my best races, like, I actually loved, even with races, like, if there was somebody else that I knew that was about as fast as me trying to PR or something, like, mm-hmm. that would motivate me so much more than anything else. Like, <laughs> like I can't, like, I can't let up because whoever, Jake or Matt or Eric or whoever, like, they want to break whatever today and, like, we're going to do this together. Oh, yeah. And, yep. That bondage there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do this together. Accomplish this as a unit. Great catching up. I just wanted to reminisce on some of your running prowess from Hope because it was it was talked often about, and I wanted to hear it from your words, too. All the mileage, the toilet paper on runs, the diet in Phelps dining hall, all of it. I'm sure we could go on for another hour here. we got to get running. We do. Um any races coming up are you just running for the pure enjoyment of it are you yeah yeah just, yeah i mean if somebody wants to do a race with me <laughs> they'll do it i'll sign yeah. up <laughs> that's most of my races in the last four years if somebody somebody wants to do a race i'm like yeah why not yeah and then the one more question the gps watch how many gps watches have you been through now since just say the start of hope uh this is number two just two okay yep. So I had the one held up well from summer before freshman year of college, and then it got lost actually, like mid, like spring of junior year. I think I was on spring break, and actually, like, I think I was like stretching after a run, and then left it at like where we meet for where my high school team would meet and then just okay. like went back not even that long after and just couldn't find it so mm. okay um, then I 
I didn't get another one until I graduated from college. And then... That so one? What's that? A Garmin what? Forerunner 220. Okay. And this one's got... 11,165 wow. miles on it. Over 11K. You like it? Yeah. Okay. It's holding up. I'd say. 11,000 so miles I, deep. <laughs> I don't even bring it all the time either. It's definitely missed a good chunk of... That's since summer 2014. Okay. So four years. Four years. Doesn't include the infamous 2013, though. That does not. Okay. No. And you got, what, 1,300-some miles in that summer? Yeah, I think just over 1,300. Some we're going to into our senior year. 14 yeah. weeks. Oh, I love it. I really I really <laughs> love it. And uh, we're going to go running here. Again, we're at Window on the Waterfront here in Holland. Going to go around the stomping grounds a bit. And believe it or not, folks, Josh K is doing a double today. <laughs> Some things don't change. Some things don't change in... Thanks a ton, Josh, meeting up here. And, yeah, let's get to running. Four or five, maybe? Four or five miles? Sure. Sound good? What, what are you up for? <laughs> I'll do four because I want some good dinner, too, okay. after this. All right. I want to get to dinner quicker. That's what I'll say. So let's do four. All right. We're back here. You can you can toss that. We just devoured some Jimmy John's. Josh K got a double turkey tom. I didn't know you could get this. How long was that? 12 inches? No, it was only 16. 16 inches? Yeah. So, apparently, well, it's on the menu. I just have never gotten a double turkey, Tom, but when I saw him walk out of the restaurant with that, I said, that's what I'm going to be getting from now on. So he just devoured a double turkey, Tom, and we got talking to more of his food devouring career and story about subway on spring break trips and like four feet of subs in a day now he's telling me about this pb and j record he has 11 pb and j's in one day i just like i gotta get this on the podcast so we're here after the run we went 4.33 and josh you ran 4.34 earlier in the day <laughs> so good uh 8.6 ish on the docket, got the double done. Um, just uh, tell me about the spring break subway story again. Just tell it again. Oh yeah, I never uh, had to eat out as a complete source of food for the day, so I didn't even really have an idea of what it was going to take at the rest areas to keep it going with all the running. And then first day, get a subway foot long. And then like two hours later, I'm hungry again before we even get to the next stop. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I got to be prepared next time. So start getting like two feet per stop. And then sometimes multiple times per day. Just Just realizing that that it takes 40 or 50 bucks just to feed myself in fast food for a day. (laughs) And then PB&J's. Was senior year. Yeah, the next year, Matt and I... Matt Hughes. Yep, Matt yep. Hughes. We didn't want to have to spend $40 a day. <laughs> and Understandably. <laughs> so we bought a bunch of fruit and like eight loaves of bread 
and a large jar of peanut butter and jelly. And then we just started making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on the bus when other people would get fast food. And then... I think the record was... I put down 11, not... Not, like, trying to eat a lot, just, like, making one every time I got hungry and got to the end of the day, and I was like, I ate 11 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches today. Golly. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Confirmed. That is a lot of PB&J in one day. After the run, you were talking about the the Boots 5K day, where you drove back to Ann Arbor after Vanderbilt, after we wrapped everything up in Holland, and then you got home and... Just ran another two or three miles. Yeah, I don't tacked even remember, on like a little shakeout run after the drive, and I just I asked you straight up. I said, "Why, why did you feel the need to do that? You're out of college. You're not running with the team. Not training for any race. Like, what is it that made you, or just still makes you, just try to get that ten, eleven miles a day, or eight one day, sixty? Like, I just said, what? Why'd you do that? And I think we got on a track here, just back at my apartment here, talking about the stress relieving portion of it too how integral that is with your running is the stress relief through all the schooling you've had now your entire life really and how much the running is a getaway and just where your mind can just go and it relieves a ton of stress so how is that how has running helped with all the stress that's built up throughout your college studies yeah, so I don't think I realized how big of a part it played until I got to grad school and wasn't on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was a big enough role that I continued running every day, but I didn't keep running at the same level. And I was down to three-ish miles per day. Mm-hmm. And that's when the stress was really starting to build up. And it just wouldn't get to reset by the end of the day. So just keep building up until it start getting sick and just feeling not good at all and so then finally like second semester I went to see the free counseling services through the school and got somebody from Hope College who knew one of my former coaches um Mm -hmm. and we were just talking and trying to figure out what was going on and um realized that one of the major changes was that I wasn't running nearly as much and we figured out that it was probably um, running was what allowed me to spend the rest of the day studying and working and doing stressful things is because every day I'd get reset mm-hmm. on the long runs. And um, he was like, if running is your main stress relief, then half an hour a day is not going to cut it. Yeah. And so you probably get back to 45 minutes to an hour. And with how much I love running, it was like, all right. I can do that. <laughs> there are worse things I can do. <laughs> so, as soon as I got back up to 45 minutes to an hour, things got a lot better. You noticed it. Oh, it was, yeah, it was totally noticeable. It was mm-hmm. enough that it wouldn't build up from day to day. It would okay. build up through the day, but then get reset. Yeah. And I felt even better once I got back to 50 or 60 miles a week. Just yeah. felt so much better. and able to focus more at school and good that's i just wanted you to share that too just how powerful running can be in terms of clearing the mind and relieving the stress hey just just double double the amount of time (laughs) you put one foot in front of the other and you'll see gains and you did 
lot. Yeah, right it's been that. Yeah. Uh, and I think it doesn't lose as much time as I thought because the mm. uh, thinking a lot of times I can if I get stuck on something in lab I can go on a run and brainstorm and think about different strategies for solving it and then come up with a plan and then get better then um, otherwise I'd end up having to spend a lot of time figuring out what I was going to do mm-hmm. in lab anyways and so if I come back with a plan a lot of times I can take care of something way faster or come up with an idea and save myself a couple hours or a couple days of getting stuck and then come back and implement something I thought of on a run in yeah. half an hour and then it works and it's like, oh, I just saved myself a day. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Brain works better. And just finally, you gave me another stat. You've given me a lot of running stats from your back round and your career and I'm just like, you see me 18 times today just go, oh, <laughs> yep, that's a lot of running. Just make me kind of shake my head. So, the last time you ran less than 40 miles in one week was when? Shortly after I got counseling, so probably February, March 2015. 40 plus miles a week since then? Yeah, I I can't, I can't think of any weeks that have been, mostly over 50 I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a few in the 40s. Mm-hmm. That's the medicine. That's the dose you need. That running. Yep. <laughs> Whew. Good stories. We'll wrap it up here. I just wanted to tag on a few more anecdotes and just ways that running has helped you in your life. And again, that stress relief I think is so important for people to hear. Thanks again for listening to Hooray Run Podcast, episode 19. Much appreciation to Josh K there for taking the time to join me in conversation. Hooray Run, it's on social media, Facebook page, Instagram, Hooray Run one word, and Twitter, at Hooray underscore run, hoorayrun.com. This podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, leave a review, rate it. Helps the podcast quite a bit. Tell a friend, recommend, and email Hooray Run, hoorayrun at gmail.com. That is it for episode 19, another Hooray Run podcast episode set for Monday or Tuesday release. Be on the lookout for that. Thanks again to Mikey, a.k.a. Meeks Palmer, on SoundCloud for the intro-outro beats. And remember to celebrate every step.